Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by the Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in the region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we're headed once again to the North Oregon coast, but to some places that might sound a little unfamiliar, even to those who have taken many trips out there. Yeah, you know, Vicki, I feel like the North Coast is one of these places that people go to again and again and again. But it does seem like a place people people kind of go to the same places, right? You go to Cannon Beach, you go to Rockaway Beach, you go to the Cape Kiwanda. I mean, Vicky, you've you've been here for what, just a couple of years now at this point? Yeah, about a year and a half, and I've had my fair share of Cannon Beach trips. I feel like that's kind of like the most accessible spot, or at least the shortest drive from Portland to the coast. Um, so if I'm looking for a quick getaway, I'll put Stella in the car, we'll go to Cannon Beach, and um, also been up to Astoria a few times, but not too much exploring quite yet on the North Coast. It, yeah, right. It, I think to the point, right, even you have been to a lot of these places, um, that are so popular, right? You know, people go to the, the Tillamook Creamery and they go to Seaside. Oh, yeah. They go to Ecola. They go to Short Sands. I mean, these are all these really the big classics. spots. Classic spots for good reason. They're really good spots. But for um, for, for this year, in honor of uh, spring break, which is happening for Oregon schools uh, next week, March 27 to 31, I decided to put together a, a little list of overlooked destinations on the North Coast. And to be fair... A lot of these places are not really found on the beach, but in the coast range forest nearby, because let's be honest, there are very few overlooked beaches on the North Oregon coast. So for those who are looking to escape the crowds or who are just interested in seeing something new, these might, uh, you know, be some great places to check out, even if you have to do a little bit more legwork to make it happen. Awesome. So let's dig into some of the best places on your list. Now you recently wrote about this. Um, where should we get started? Yeah. Well, I think when I think about places that people don't go to as much in the North Coast that are so worth a visit, I think about the waterfalls of the North Coast range. So people think about waterfalls in the Columbia River Gorge or even maybe on Mount Hood. There are a ton, and I mean a ton, of waterfalls in the coast range between the Willamette Valley and the Oregon Coast. And you can kind of split that into the North and South Coast ranges. So for today, we'll just talk about the North Coast range. And um, I did a, a series on this before. There's an old episode of this podcast where you can find out more information about that. Um, but I, I think there are a few waterfalls worth mentioning here. So um, there's one that I think is a must visit for any waterfall aficionado, and that is Niagara Falls. And I, I, I don't mean that Niagara Falls, <laughs> the one you're thinking of on the border between New York and Canada? No. This is uh, Oregon's Niagara Falls, which is found in the Sayusla National Forest just east of Pacific City. And it's a really cool hike. Not super long, not super difficult, but there are a couple of really spectacular waterfalls at the end of that trail that are relatively less visited. Um, it's really nice this time of year, too, when it's all mossy and green and the waterfalls are going really strong. I think it's a cool time of year to go see these. So Niagara Falls, check that one out. Also, if you're just traveling US 101, if you go just south from Tillamook, you'll see a sign pointing you to Munson Creek Falls right off the highway. Again, a nice, easy walk leads you up to that waterfall, and it's a really sort of tall 
thin towering one. It's a really cool one. Um, there are a bunch of other waterfalls around. Umbrella Falls is there, Fishhawk Falls, Young's River Falls. Those are three that are all found between Astoria and Manzanita. Um, again, if you you know uh, can look up some of the, these this, these uh, waterfalls in some of our previous coverage, you can find some more information about them. But just exploring this this coast range area, you can find so much to do. And I think these waterfalls are a perfect way to sort of begin or maybe anchor that exploration. Do you have uh, a favorite of those that you just listed off? Niagara Falls, you know, that that is such a cool hike. And I remember the waterfalls just gushing when I was there. Yeah. Um, and there's a, the, there's another one right next to it called Pheasant Creek Falls. And they're both really impressive. So it's it's one of these ones where I, I, I remember asking someone on the trail, I was like, which one of these is which? And they were like, we don't know, but they're beautiful. Um, so, it, you know, whatever they're called, um, wherever you go, just being able to see these incredible waterfalls out there in the forest um, in this time of year is such a such a memorable experience. I was about to say, this time of year, there will be uh, no lack of water coming through on these falls. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so where are we headed next? Well, we'll go from big waterfalls to big trees. Um, there's a couple of really cool big tree attractions on the North Coast that I, I do feel like are kind of hidden. Um, one is one that I, I just went to for the first time this past winter, um, and that is the Rockaway Big Tree. Uh, this is a really cool big tree, right? A big western cedar tree that's found at the end of this really flat, easy, accessible boardwalk hike. So the, the boardwalk itself um, runs from this parking lot that's right off uh, US 101 and leads right up to the base of this big towering cedar, 154 feet tall, 49 feet around. It's kind of weird and bulbous um, with some weird branches coming off of it. It's kind of gnarly looking, and but really beautiful in that way. And, uh, you know, it, it's just kind of tucked away in this little swampy area right off the freeway. And I think that access makes it really cool. So if you're staying in Rockaway Beach, um, it's a really cool spot to stop by. If you're just driving through town and there's area to park in the parking lot, which is admittedly pretty small, um, a great way to just stretch your legs off a highway and see something cool. I have seen this one. Um, one of our coworkers did a video on this tree and like walking up the boardwalk and the boardwalk completely like encompasses the tree. So you can get this 360 degree view, you know, and get looking right up and close to the bulbous action <laughs> of this tree. It looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it used to be uh, that people could walk up to like the roots of the tree, but they, you know, obviously that was damaging the root system. So they built this boardwalk not too long ago to not only allow the tree to sort of be safer, but also to create this, this universal access, um, wheelchair friendly, stroller friendly, walker friendly access to get to the tree, which is really cool. So it's turned into from this like muddy, gross forest hike into like this really easy um, accessible boardwalk hike. And I really like that aspect of it too. I do as well. Well, the other big tree I wanted to mention is less of a big tree and more of just a big stump. Um, <laughs> it's maybe not as compelling as a live tree. And I get that, but there is a Sitka spruce stump at Cloochee Creek County park, um, which is, um, just east of Cannon beach off us 26. And this used to be the biggest tree in Oregon. So at its prime, it measured 200 feet tall, 
with 17 foot diameter and a circumference of 56 feet, which is, I know that's just numbers. Just believe me when I say that's enormous. That's so big. Um, a windstorm in 2007 finally destroyed the tree. And so now what you look at is just this really big stump. And what's cool about it is you still get to see sort of the, the width of the tree, the circumference of it. You get a sense of how big it is. Um, you mm-hmm. don't get the sense of the height, but the fact that you see a stump that is bigger than most trees around it is insane. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's it's not a hike to get there. You park at Cloochie Creek County Park and you just walk down a short paved pathway and boom, you're right there. So it's a really yeah. easy attraction. Um, if you're taking 26 out to Cannon Beach, it's a perfect place to just stop off again, stretch your legs, take your dog out, um, see something cool. I love with these really, uh, you know, these really huge trees. It makes you just walk up and wonder, like, how old is this thing? Like, it is huge. It must be, you know, I have no idea, like centuries old. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I mean, these these have been around since... I mean, long before any of the white settlers were here, um, centuries before that. I mean, if you want to put it on like par of human history, we're talking about, you know, um, 1400s, 1300s, that kind of stuff. So these trees are Gosh. multiple centuries old. Um, and that's really cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it really puts you into, into perspective. For sure. For sure. So we got some waterfalls. We got one tree that's alive, one big stump, and uh, where are we headed to next? Well, I I thought I'd put one on here for the hikers. So people who are looking for a big hike, um, maybe you've already done Ecola, maybe you've already done uh, Short Sands, uh, you've done Oswald West, you've done all that stuff. One that I think it's a a little bit overlooked is the Fort to Sea Trail. And this is a really, really cool hiking trail. It's a little bit long. It's six and a half miles each way. So that's about 13 miles round trip. So this is one where, you know, you want to take folks who are comfortable hiking that distance. It's not a ton of up and down. Um, there is some elevation gain, but it's not crazy. So I wouldn't really, I'd rate mm-hmm. it like as a moderate hike, not a difficult hike. Um, but it is a little bit of distance. So the Fort to Sea Trail, as the name implies, runs between historic Fort Clatsop site, um, which is in the Lewis and Clark National Historical Park near Astoria. And it runs uh, through the forest through some farmland underneath 101, over a lake, through kind of the sandy dune area, and emerges at Sunset Beach. And it is a a really cool experience hiking that whole thing. That is uh, definitely a lot of variation of things (laughs) you are seeing along this trail. Yeah, farmland under under the highway. You're going to see it all, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, and and that it, it's sort of meant to mimic the experience of the Lewis and Clark expedition as they hiked from their their fort that they built Fort Clatsop um, out to the ocean. Um, they were mining some salt, that sort of thing. Um, but obviously, the land there looks a lot different than it looked 200 years ago. Um, but I think right now it's just a, it's just a really cool experience to do some long distance hiking on the coast away from the crowds, and the, I think the experience of like hiking up to the beach from a great distance. There's something about that, um, you know, emerging from a long hike off into the ocean. I love that experience. Uh, when I did this, I just sat down on a dune and ate lunch and sort of enjoyed the cool mist in my face before turning around and hiking back into the woods. Uh, just such a cool experience. I mean, you can do a, a car on either side of the, of this one of the four, mm-hmm. one at the beach, but, um, 
on a busy day, I never like to recommend people take up two parking spaces. Um, but that is something you can do. Um, another thing to note about this is that folks who, who do want to um, park at the Lewis and Clark historical site um, do need to pay $10 or have a valid public lands pass, whereas parking at Sunset Beach is free. So um, something to consider when you're there. I, I love hiking from the fort out to the ocean. I think that's a better way to do it, but you do need to have some kind of lands pass in order to make that happen. Got it. And Jamie, was this on one of your um, weekday excursions? Was it where there are uh, many other people on the trail? It was definitely a weekday excursion and there was nobody on the trail. I ran into maybe a couple of people on the trail. I'll say a couple of people. Uh, I mean, like I say, to, say all the time, you know, if you have the privilege to hike on weekdays, do it because the experience is so much better. Um, but, you know, even on the weekends, I can't imagine this filling up like Short Sands Beach does. Um, it's, it's a bit of a longer hike. I mean, I think there's definitely some folks who do part of it. Uh, that the area near the fort is probably a little bit more crowded, um, just with some folks who are popping into the woods. Um, but uh, I, I have not seen a lot of people hiking from Sunset Beach up to the fort. Uh, I think people park there and go straight to the beach. So something to consider when you're out doing that. Got it. Got it. Okay. So moving on with our list, uh, next one I'm personally excited about because I hear that you can view some elk and I love seeing elk. <laughs> That's right. This is uh, a spot called Jewel Meadows. It's one of like many uh, elk viewing areas in Oregon. It's something that folks may not know is we have a lot of these like elk preserves in the state, um, especially in the coast range. And there's spots where you can sort of pull up um, and hopefully spy on some elk. You can't really hike into the preserve usually. Occasionally they have special events where they'll take you into it, but typically you're just kind of rolling the dice and hoping the elk are close by to get some pictures of or spot through binoculars. So I've done this a few times. Uh, it's it, the Jewel Meadows is um, right off Oregon 22 in the coast range, about 45 minutes east of Cannon Beach. So if you're driving out to Cannon Beach, it's a little bit of a, it's not, it's not a super far side trip, but it's a little bit of a side trip. And, but it's a nice spot to stop off, especially if you're hoping to see some elk, especially if it's earlier in the morning or at dusk, those are kind of your best chances to see them. So I, I stopped by, I think it was, I don't know, eight in the morning or something like that. And I was doing a, a, a morning trip out to Cannon Beach and um, I, I saw a ton of elk out there. Just the whole herd seemed to be out there hanging around, lounging around. There were some off walking in the distance. If you go in the right time of year, you might see the the bull elk fighting, clashing antlers. Uh, you might see some babies. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, so always worth a chance. I, I think just just pulling over and taking a look uh, is is worth the the side trip, even if you don't see anything. Absolutely, and I think if anyone is on the fence about this. You just read Jamie's story right here on hereisoregon.com. And this it's the first one of the first photos that comes up. And it's just like all of these elk hanging out. Some are laying down. Those dang little furry butts are so cute. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like, you know, probably close to 40 or something. Uh, there's just so many of them. And that's just what could fit in the in the the view. Like I, you know, my raw pictures yeah. that weren't cropped in, you could see, I mean, there's just like a long string of them. Um, sometimes you get lucky like that, but I, I've also been out there and seen nothing. Um, sometimes they like to go hide. You know, I know that the, the cow elks, when they give birth, they go off into the forest by themselves, um, to have that process. Um, 
So you don't, you might not see everything, but when you do, it's really cool. When do you get to see a, a herd of elk and hang out with them? You know, I feel like never. Exactly. And maybe if you've listened to our past episode, you can bring out a little elk calling and maybe uh, it'll come out. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go out there with an actual elk caller and just see what happens. I, I would be very happy if they all just like ran out of the woods somewhere and just <laughs> showed up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, we got some elk. Um, what is next on our list here? Well, I just have, have one more I wanted to share from this list. Um, and this is a spot that I've talked about here before many times. It's one of my favorite little spots on the coast. So it may be getting a little less overlooked. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but it's a place called Sitka Sedge, and it is uh, one of the newest Oregon State Park sites, and it is just north of Pacific City. So if you've been to Cape Kiwanda and you've kind of looked at the beach beyond the Cape, um, you'll see there's some area there where you can access, and that is accessed by this place called Sitka Sedge. What I love about it is that the hike takes you through uh, this beautiful wetland where um, it's sort of this intertidal wetland where you can sort of see a bunch of herons or eagles or crows or all kinds of birds call their, call that place home. Um, a really beautiful place to do some bird watching. I've seen a lot of beautiful wildflowers there in the spring. Um, and once you get through the wetland, it goes into this really dense, thick coastal forest um, where just like the light just goes away. Um, it gets so, so thick and dense in there. And that's a really nice spot for mushroom hunting in the fall. Um, I found a bunch mm -hmm. of mushrooms in there before. Um, and uh, once you sort of walk your way through this little tunnel of brush, it emerges through the dunes out onto the beach. And again, this is just north of Pacific City. So look down the beach, you can see um, the Pacific City haystack rock off in the distance. You can see Cape Kiwanda. And it's a beautiful beach that you can walk for a pretty good amount of time. So you get that wetland forest beach experience and it's not a super long hike and it's not very difficult um, so it's a really cool place to see the varied uh, ecosystems uh, that exist on the north coast yeah i feel like sitka sedge has come up in a few of our episodes now and i definitely remember it being um featured in our episode about bird watching as uh, a, a great place to see a variety of different birds so it sounds super cool yeah, you know, I think it's a, maybe a little less uh, popular because it doesn't give you that easy beach access. Like if you people think about right. while they're going to the beach, you want to park, walk over a dune, and you're there. And that's most of the case, that's what it is. Sick Edge makes you work for a little bit longer, but that work is actually just an exploration of some beautiful natural environments. And so I feel like it's, it's completely worth it. And your little walk in the end is rewarded by this gorgeous beach. So... I highly recommend that to anyone in that area. Um, just a really special spot. Awesome. So we just went through a good a good little list of uh, overlooked places on the North Coast. Um, between these different spots, are there any other, um, you know, just little roadside attractions or any places to eat or things like that that you would recommend, Jamie? Oh, man. You know, there there's so many good spots to eat. Um you know, I, I was, uh, I've done some, some serious research on fish and chips before. Um, folks who listen to the pod may know about this. Um, so there, there are some, some great fish and chip spots up there. There's one, um, in Astoria. I'm going to have to look up the name. 
There's one in Astoria called Ship Out that is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite fish and chip spots on the coast. Um, I recently went to a new one for me called Riverside, and that's in Nehalem. Um, really cool spot as well. Um, Old Oregon Smokehouse. There's one in Tillamook. There's also one in Rockaway Beach. Both are really good spots. So um, can recommend fish and chips for folks out there. Obviously, Tillamook Creamery uh, is insane with crowds pretty much all the time. But um, if you catch it on a slow time, you can get a, an ice cream cone, um, check out the gift shop or watch the cheese making process. That's always cool. And folks can go to the other cheese factory down the road from uh, Tillamook and see some farm animals and uh, get some uh, cheese and ice cream that way. So lots of good options up there. Um, I think what what I constantly preach to people when they're going to these places is check out a spot you haven't been to before. It's so easy to get into the habit of going to the same places again and again and again. Um, but I am a firm believer that um, having new experiences, seeing new places, it makes your life feel a little bit longer. It makes your, your um, it sort of extends your, your experience of life and um, gives you some, some fresh perspective on things. So um, maybe consider skipping Haystack Rock this time and checking out some coast range waterfalls instead. And maybe instead of just going to Cape Kiwanda and Pelican Brewing, go to the other side of Cape Kiwanda and check out some fresh beach and do some bird watching. I love that as kind of a theme, you know, if you are looking for a place for spring break, like make this an entire theme of your trip out there. You go to several new spots, you eat somewhere brand new, maybe you try a, a dish that you haven't tried before and you make it this completely new to you experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. That the adventure in, in newness is brings, it brings such a, a great variety and joy to life, I think. Could not agree more. Well, folks, that is all we have for today. I hope you have a happy spring break for those who are able to take one. Um, until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast as well as our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you are interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at Oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale, Andrew Thien, and Elena Neal Sachs. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.